This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air. If you love Youth Zone, then love Fletcher's World, an all new show on Youth Zone. Listen as Fletcher brings you music, chat, and segments like you've never heard before. And a new show will be aired every fortnight on the ORFM website and on the Youth Zone app. Hello everyone and welcome into Fletcher's World, one of Unizone's podcasts. I'm Fletcher and I'm a Year 8 student at McGlashan. Wow, Term 4 is certainly flying by now. Our senior students have finished their classes and now on stay leave for their exams. It is now feeling a lot more quiet around school. Last time we had an absolute cracker for Fletcher's mixtape from our head librarian and Miss... Pam Gary's song choice, Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin. It's such a classic. I also chat about one of my favourite current topics, basketball. Oh. This week we carry on the sports theme, focusing on another sport, but this time a favourite summer past summer pastime. We also have our latest instalment of Tintin. What will be in store for Tintin, Haddock and Snowy today? We'll find out soon. For Fletcher's mixtape today, I asked Mr. Hoare, one of our junior school teachers, one of his favourite songs. He chose the Kiwi and the Aussie anthem, Rain, by the band Dragon. But just who are Dragon, and what type of music do they produce? The band Dragon was formed in Auckland in 1972, before relocating to Sydney in 1975. They're known for their pop rock, new wave and progressive rock sounds that which began New Zealand in the early 1970s up until na- and up until now has been rocked by drama, band splits and band mem- member deaths. Dragon has endured tragedy, adversity and notoriety and three band members have died from drug-related causes. Problems began soon after the band's arrival in Sydney in 1975, when all of their equipment was stolen. Several months later, in 1976, drummer Neil Story died of a drug overdose. Lead singer Mark Hunter sadly died of throat cancer in 1998. Dragon is currently made up of four members, including founding band member Todd Hunter, Mark's older brother, Mark Williams, Bruce Reed, and Pete Drummond. They are still recognised as being an iconic Aussie Kiwi band, and the song Rain is a favourite by many. Rain was the first single to hear their seventh studio album, Body and the Beat, in 1984. It was co-written by brothers Mark and Todd Hunter with jo- Johanna Pickett, it's Todd's then domestic partner. The song Rain peaked at number two and stayed in the Kent Music Report singles chart for, twi- for 22 six weeks. At the 1983 Countdown Music Awards, Rain was nominated for Best Australian Single. The song reached number 88 in the US Hot 100 charts in mid-1984. Dragon's bass guitarist and founding member Todd Hunter had started writing the 
the instrumental portion of Ryan is home in Bondi, where his domestic partner Johanna jokingly say, said, It's raining, it's pouring. From the children's nursery rhyme over the top of it. This provides the lyrical focus for the work.
come out That certainly is an epic song, thanks to Mr. Hoare for his awesome song choice this week. Sticking with our junior teacher, Mr. Hoare, I wanted to get to know him a bit better and find out more about his love of cricket. Cricket is a bat and ball game played between two teams of 11 players on a field at the centre of which hit a 22-yard, 20-metre pitch and work at each end, each compromising two bail balls balanced on three stumps. The game proceeds with a fire on the fielding team called the bowler, bowls the ball from one end of the pitch towards the wicket at the other end. How long have you been playing cricket? Well, it's a good question. I started cricket when I was about 14 years old. Um, I had a wee incident when I was playing tennis that I just got a bit grumpy and I threw my racket. So I thought, well, that wasn't the game for me. And I decided that I'd go to the gentleman's game of cricket that day. So I was 14 and probably, if I do my maths right, it's probably just under 40 years ago. So quite a while. What position do you play in and what are your strengths? Um, well, with cricket, you can sort of play a number of different positions, but the number one batting position used to be where I would probably spend most of my time playing. Um, but uh, when I was younger, I batted probably four, and I got bowl with it. So it was, uh, it was a bit of a mixed bag because there was 11 players, so you can sort of bat all over the show, really, depending on the, the stage of the game. How long have you been teaching at McGlashan? I came to McGlashan in 2003, so that's about 18 years ago now. So um, I'd like to think of myself as a loyal person to McGlashan. I've really enjoyed my time teaching here. So, um, yeah, we'll just, we'll just see how long this journey will last for. So it's been a long one so far, but a really enjoyable one. Have you played rep cricket and why? Um, that's, a, that's an interesting question. When I, when I was young, I played... Um, a bit of rep cricket for Otago, um, it's the age group tournament. Got selected in, um, in New Zealand on the 20 team um, back in the day. And over the time, over my time, I've played for Otago B and also played for the uh, Otago Bolts, which is um, was was a great experience. I played for them for eight years, and um, currently I'm in the New Zealand over 50s cricket team, which which um, last year went to South Africa for the World Cup. So that was Exciting stuff. Who's your favourite current or former Black Caps player and why? Um, that's a, that's a, another interesting question because I've played so long, so I've played with a few of the guys and um, and I admire a few guys these days. Certainly, Kane Williamson is, is pretty good to, to watch the way he applies himself and holds himself on the field and operates. Um, I did play with a very young Brendan McCullum back in the day. He was um, an inspiration to play with. He's full of energy and um, had lots of uh, lots of leadership qualities way back, even when he was in his late teens. Now, I used to play with a guy called Mark Richardson, who's now on TV. Yeah, I'm sure. And the what? That's right. I played a lot with him back in um, when I was playing for Otago. We both opened the batting together, and he was probably my most admired player, admired player back in the day because he he was he was just so mentally tough and used to apply himself. And bat for a long period of time. So, and he and he actually wasn't particularly a great batsman. He just he actually coached himself. So he he was uh, someone that um, was quite remarkable, really. Who was your favourite team to watch playing the Black Caps? Who was your favourite international team player? 
That's a good question. Um, favourite team probably is a team that doesn't beat the Black Cats. It's probably a team that we beat. Um, it's a shame that we lost the final the other night. Um, I do what I do like watching um, top batsmen playing against us, like Cole, Coley. Um, he's uh, yeah, he's probably got one of one of the best techniques, a lot a lot like Kane Williamson. Um, I probably would would have liked to have modelled my game on those guys back in the day. Um, I think it's more of the young cricketers these days to, to look at how the top players play and try and emulate that that sort of technique a wee bit and their mindset because uh, obviously it's a, it's a successful way of going with cricket. And finally, what advice would you give to potential students interested in picking up cricket as a sport? Um, well, cricket, I, I, you find cricket, there's a lot of camaraderie on cricket and cricket. Um, you spend a lot of time together, so you do have to have a bit of a, 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 a bit of a joke every now and again and tell a few stories and pass the time. Um, but when you're on the field, there's nothing better than um, when you're batting to score the runs and, and hear the team applauding on the sideline. And when you're bowling, there's, there's, no, there's no greater feeling than the whole team really vibing together and, and feeling the energy on the field and celebrating together was always great fun. But um, it's a, it certainly is an awesome team sport and it's, and it's quite um, unique in, in the fact that it can take days to play. So the, when I was playing for Otago, we played four-day cricket, which was um, which had the same amount of time as a test match. So you certainly had to work well as a team when you're spending that much time together. Thank you, Mr. Hall, for letting me interview you today, and thank you very much for letting me learn about cricket today. And I'll see you around school. That's no problem, Fletcher. I look forward to seeing you around school. And maybe I'll ask you a few questions in math class, shall I? Yep. All right, that's a deal. Bye. Cheers, mate. And now to the next instalment of Tintin and Red Rackham's Treasure. Last time on Red Rackham's Treasure, some some was stealing food. T- Tintin's headache thinks it might be snowy. Or is it snowy? Meanwhile, Thompson and Thompson are undercover because one of the Bird Brothers has escaped from jail and Captain Hag is freaking out because he thinks he's found a bomb on board. Let's find out. Captain Haddock. We're going to blow up! There's a bomb in the hold! Narrator. Tintin looks surprised. Captain Haddock. I went down to the hold to open a bowl of whiskey, and instead of whiskey, I found a bomb in there. Narrator. Captain Haddock and Tintin walk down the aisle and get to the no-entry door. Captain Haddock. Here we are. Careful. And here, look. Don't go near it. Tintin. I must. We got to get to the bomb of this. Captain Haddock. Well? Tintin. Steel plates. Captain Haddock. Steel plates? Narrator. Captain Haddock steps inside the hold and picks up the steel plates. Captain Haddock. You're right by thunder. It's not a bomb after all. Tintin. Definitely not. Look, we'll open another case. Captain Haddock. Lustrate barnacles! More steel plates! Tintin. And in this one. Captain Haddock. More steel plates! Steaming blood! There's no drop of whiskey on board! If I catch the monster who played that trick on us, he'll be in for a rough time! Tintin. Come on, Captain. 
will try to solve this mystery in the morning. Narrator. The next day, Captain Haddock and Tintin walk on the Sirius's deck. They suddenly come across a very confused and weird acting Snowy the dog. Tintin. Oh, great snakes. He, he, why he's drunk. Snowy, what have you done? Your breath smells of whiskey. Now come on, show us where you found the whiskey. Snowy. Alright, you, you want a drink too? <laughs> Look. Narrator. Snowy gestures to whiskey spilt all over the deck in a big puddle. Tintin and Captain Haddock look confused. Tintin. See? The bomb must have smashed up there. Let's investigate. Narrator. Tintin, Snowy and Captain Haddock go looking around the deck. They find more smashed bottles of whiskey on the ship deck. Captain Haddock. Bear! Listering barnacles if I ever catch him! Tintin. Shh! Listen! Narrator. We can hear someone sleeping. Tintin. Someone's asleep in this lifeboat, Captain. Captain Haddock. Impossible! The lashings are secure. But now, let's drink barnacles! The lashings are free of the side! Someone's hanging in the lifeboat. Narrator. Captain Haddock lifts the cover of the lifeboat. Captain Haddock. Thundering typhoons! Narrator. Professor Calculus is asleep in the lifeboat, snoring away. Captain Haddock. Blistering of bilious blue blistering barnacles! Get up, you! Narrator. Captain Haddock grabs Professor Calculus by his jacket and shakes him. Captain Haddock. My whiskey, you wretch! What have you done with my whiskey? Thundering typhoons, answer me! Where's my whiskey? Professor Calculus. I must confess, I did sleep rather badly last night, but I hope you you will give me a cabin. Captain oh, A cabin? I'll give you a cabin. I'm going to stow you at the bottom of the hold for the rest of the voyage. On dry bread and water! And my whiskey. Where's my whiskey? Professor Calculus. It's on board, of course. It's on board! Heaven be praised! Professor Calculus. Unfortunately, it's it's separate pieces. Captain Haddock. Separate p- pieces? My w- w- whiskey's in separate p- pieces? Professor Calculus. Of course, it is a little smaller than the first one. But nevertheless, it was it was too big to, big to pass unnoticed. So I had to dismantle it and pack all the parts in, in the cases. Captain Haddock. But what about the whiskey out of those cases? Tell me! Is it still ashore? Professor Calculus. No, no. It was the night before you sailed. The cases were, were still on on the key, ready to be marked. I took out all the bottles they contained and put pieces of my, of my machine in their place. Captain Haddock. Rich! Ignore Amos! Abominable snowman! I'll throw you overboard! Overboard! Do you hear? Professor Calculus. Thank you, Captain. Thank you. It's just what I expected from you. Such a kind welcome. You'll see. 
You won't regret it. Narrator. Tintin, Red Rackham's treasure. To be continued next time here on Fletcher's World. Well, there you have it. Stay tuned for my next show as we continue Tintin with the seventh instalment of Red Rackham's treasure. Well, that's my show for another fortnight on Fletcher's World. I hope you enjoyed this week's instalment. Take care and have an awesome week. Kakitiano, and I'll see you later. Bye! This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.